This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Junks are brought to you by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Let's head on over to the BetQL guest hotline. Say good morning to Dan Graziano, NFL insider for ESPN. Hmm. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you doing today? We're doing well. So yesterday we were all expecting Ron Rivera to be fired on Black Monday, and that happened happened around 8.20 a.m. yesterday. But what we didn't expect was the news of Bob Myers being added to the search advisory committee by Josh Harris, Rick Spielman also added to that mix as well. But the, the headliner was Bob Myers coming over from all his success with the Golden State Warriors in the NBA. Now he's part of the commander's front office. Were you kind of taken aback and surprised by that as well? Yeah, I think so because, I mean, obviously, like Josh Harris is somebody in the NFL realm that we're still learning about, right? So, like, how is he going to handle this process? Uh, was the big question here in the last few weeks as we were expecting them to make a change at head coach, possibly in the front office. You know, so I think it's interesting to see who his connections are and who he trusts. And um, and obviously, you know, Rick, Rick Spielman, who was the GM of the Vikings, and then he was kind of involved in the Jaguars search a couple of years ago, the one that landed on Doug Peterson, <laughs> not the one that landed on Urban Meyer, uh, <laughs> the one that landed on Doug Peterson. So, uh, he's had some experience doing this before, and then Myers, of course, bringing a little different perspective from from the NBA. But still, like, you know, I think it's interesting because because it's it's Josh Harris telling you like it doesn't have to be, you know, strictly football, football, football in terms of these opinions uh, on what's good for the organization because you're you're trying to you're trying to find leaders, right? You're trying to find people who can be sort of CEO types for your football team and. Uh, and I don't think, you know, I, I think it's an interesting idea to go with somebody whose opinion you respect on that, even if it's not necessarily, you know, the same sport. So, Dan, one of the things I saw that you tweeted recently had to do with the players, the NFLPA survey on how they felt about coordinators. And one of the coordinators who has an interview request by the commanders is Aaron Glenn. He was the highest graded coordinator. Tell yeah. us about Aaron Glenn. 
Yeah, so Aaron Glenn, former player, uh, and, uh, you know, he's been on that Dan Campbell coaching staff uh, in Detroit for a little while. Prior to that, he was in New Orleans. Um, Dan Campbell was there working under Sean Payton. So he's got a lot of experience. Um, and I think that survey was interesting, right? Because, like, like on the offensive side, the top five, like four of them aren't even play callers, right? Or, or three of them or whatever. So, like, that survey was very specific in terms of what it revealed. And what it revealed, like, the question, as I understand it, was they asked the players, scale of one to ten, how do you feel about your coordinator? Pretty open-ended question, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think the fact that if you graded highly in that, it tells you something very specific in terms of, you know, how you connect with players, which obviously I think is a big part of the job. It's not the entire job, but I think it's something, and especially from the players' perspective, that they they want these teams to be considering. So um, I've not, I've never heard anything, you know, negative about Aaron Glenn in terms of his coaching ability. I think he's been seen as kind of a rising star in the in the business for a while, and I'm not surprised to see him getting. Uh, interviews where it ends up I I don't know but uh, I think you know it doesn't surprise me that people would want to look at Detroit and a place where Dan Campbell and his staff have kind of built a culture from absolute scratch in three years and and see that maybe you know maybe we want to see if we can get a piece of that see if we want to pick some of these guys brains about how they went about doing that and maybe even land on one of them as our guy interestingly on the offensive side um, Ben Johnson wasn't in the top five and Eric Bieniemy, who's here in Washington wasn't there. And that's not necessarily a surprise because <laughs> he's rubbed some players the wrong way. What do you make of Ben Johnson being everybody here in DC? I got to tell you, we've done a bunch of polls. They want Ben Johnson and he doesn't yeah, show he's... up on that list. Top five. Um, what do you make of those two guys? Yeah. Ben Johnson's red hot. He's getting interviews all over the place. Um, you know, he was last year, he, he was of interest to the Panthers and he kind of turned down opportunities to go interview because he felt like he wasn't ready and he wanted to stay in Detroit and, you know, liked what they had going on there and all that. So uh, Ben Johnson, uh, his work with Jared Goff, what he's done with that offense in Detroit, I think, uh, again, people want to people want to talk to him because they want to know sort of, you know, what'd you do? Why did it work? And then just sort of get a sense of like, well, if you had the bigger job, right. If you had to, as they say, go from, you know, the small room to the big room, right. Like how, how do you operate? Like how would you do things like run training camp and operate the week and and how would your practices be structured and all that kind of stuff. So those are the unknowns about Ben Johnson, who's, who's new on the scene, but I think he's viewed as someone who, uh, is smart and has been successful in his role, and and teams are now trying to figure out if he's suited for uh, the bigger role. So that's where he is, but he is definitely say hey, like it fits. Now you see every single year when the NFL coaching cycle uh, starts to turn like this, like you see a lot of interviews given to young offensive coordinators. People want to score. Teams want to score points. Owners want to score points. They want to develop uh, quarterbacks, and so they look to the guys who have had success doing that in previous stops and right now ben johnson seems to be at the top of a lot of people's list what about dan quinn defensive coordinator with the cowboys uh, has been yeah. a, been a very good coordinator his entire career um and obviously was a head coach with atlanta went to a super bowl i think he's going to get a job i think he'll get one of these openings what were your thoughts on him yeah i mean he was a pretty successful head coach right like, yeah. like he, yeah. he they had they, you know obviously at the end like it is for almost anybody including including bill belichick uh, it, it, it turned a little, little south, but, um, 
Yeah, I think he's, you know, he's an interesting guy because the last couple of off seasons, we felt like, oh, he'll probably get a job. Uh, and he hasn't, whether it's because the opportunity wasn't there that he wanted or whether it's because maybe he wasn't as high on team's list as we thought. I, I, he's well-regarded. Uh, he is someone who, if if it happened that Dallas decided to make a change at head coach, which I don't think is imminent, uh, he would certainly be in line to ascend to that spot there. He's that well-regarded in that building. Uh, so, you know, I think he's he's somebody to look at because he's, He's operated in that overseer role, right? Like he knows he, he's, he's got all the answers to those questions that I was just talking about. He knows how he would run training camp. He knows how he would operate practices uh, on, on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and, and, how the, and how those would all be structured, right? He knows um, what kind of stuff is going to come up in the course of a week in terms of fires to put out as a head coach, right? Like so, so I think that's appealing um, to a lot of teams, uh, and, and he's like I said, he, I, I think I, I'm with you. Like I think he probably ends up getting one of these jobs. I'm not sure exactly which one. Uh, you know, two years ago it was supposedly Denver, and they went with, um, you know, they went with Nathaniel Hackett, mm. and uh, huh. and then last year he was kind of poking around, but there weren't that many openings. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it. I think it'll be interesting to see where Washington lands because do you do you go with the young coordinator and then feel like he can build something around himself in terms of, you know, structure and, and leadership, or do you go with the sort of the proven leader uh, and feel like, you know, well, this guy took Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl. I, I feel like he could do something similar here. And, and I, I think a wide net is a good way for them to be going. Where do you rank this job here in DC uh, in terms of the ones that are available? You know, you, I guess you got the Raiders. Yeah. You, uh, who else is out Carolina, there? Atlanta. Carolina, Atlanta. Where, Chargers. You know, a lot of people say this might be the most attractive job because, <laughs> just because of the new ownership group. And obviously their draft pick. Right. They have a second pick. Um, a long time ago when I started covering this league, Mike Shanahan told me, like, he said, when I, when I think about a head coach job, the, first, the two questions I ask myself are, who's the quarterback and who's the owner? Mm-hmm. And, and not necessarily in that order. Mm-hmm. So the owner is new, right? And we don't know, you know, so what kind of owner he'll be, whether he'll be, you know, hands-on, hands-off, et cetera, whether he'll be patient, impatient, et cetera. So that's an unknown. Uh, and the quarterback's obviously an unknown, but my, my guess would be that, you know, it's probably somebody who's going to be selected with the number two pick in the draft, right? So mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel about that and who would that be? So, I think it could be because, I mean, you know, you have the opportunity to to build something and establish something, and if you are armed with those kinds of draft picks, that can only help. Um, But I think, you know, I think to say it's the top opening, you know, I just think there's a lot of unknowns, right? Like if if you are going to go with rookie quarterback, and if and this is a first time owner that we really don't know how he's going to react when things go right, when things go wrong. I think uh, any candidate's going to want to do as much research as possible. You probably, uh, I, I would say, if you're smart and you're a head coach candidate in Washington, you're interviewing them uh, as much as they're interviewing you. Dan, what's your lean on the Belichick situation in New England? Um, how quick? I, I think the report was Kraft and Belichick were going to meet. I, I thought that was for yesterday, but I don't know. Yeah. You, you would know more than me, but. Um, and then, obviously, the rumor was Belichick was, was going to leave. That would leave the Pats open. Vrabel maybe going yep. to the Pats, which would leave Tennessee open. Uh, what's your lean on the Belichick situation, how quickly that will occur? Yeah, I think ultimately 
someone else ends up coaching the Patriots next year. But I mean, it's not a hundred percent, and and it's a it's obviously a delicate situation. Like they were not going to fire Bill Belichick on on the Monday after the season. Like right. that was never going to happen, um, because of what he's done. If they do decide to move on. Uh, I've seen this movie before, right? Like I was covering the Yankees when they moved on from Joe Torre. I was covering the Giants when they moved on from Tom Coughlin. Like, like you don't, I was actually in Miami as a young reporter uh, around the Dolphins when they moved on from Don Shula. Uh, so like uh, you, you do it as a, you know, a tribute to what the man's accomplished. And I think that's what ends up probably happening in new England. Uh, it doesn't seem like Belichick, it seems like Belichick, you know, doesn't want to go easy, right? The stuff he said yesterday. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think probably over the next couple of days, the most likely outcome is we find out he's not going to be the coach anymore. And then, you know, where does he want to go and and who ends up getting that job? Gerard Mayo on their defensive staff has been the guy that a lot of people there have thought of as the successor for a long time. And he may well be. Um, But, uh, you know, Vrabel's an interesting candidate. If if he does not want to be in Tennessee anymore or if Tennessee doesn't want him to be there anymore, um, you could certainly see him being interested in a place where he was a couple months ago inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame, right? Like he was mm-hmm. he, he has ties there and, and, and I think might be interested in it. So there's a lot of moving pieces there with those two jobs that could potentially come open and um and uh, yeah, but I think Belichick is probably somebody who's coaching elsewhere next year, and and, uh, and we'll see what the Patriots do about a succession plan because they're going to need a GM too. He's been that for the last right. twenty two right. years or whatever. It and is. then there's Harbaugh yeah. after what happened last night. Perfect mm-hmm. time, perfect time to step away from all the the madness at Michigan. Um, he can name his yep. price. Uh, do you expect yep. him to be in the NFL? I do. I, I think that's the most likely outcome. I think there's a sense there of like. You know, mission accomplished, right? At Michigan, did did what I set out to do, uh, and uh, and I think there are NFL teams that are going to be interested. I think the Raiders are going to be interested in talking to him. I think the Chargers are going to be interested in talking to him. He hired an NFL agent, Don Yee, who's represented, you know, Sean Payton and Tom Brady and guys like that. So Brady's part of the trying to be part of the ownership group with the Raiders, right? There's a lot of connections to make. So I do think. Um, this probably makes sense as the time for Jim Harbaugh to jump back to the NFL, where, by the way, he was an extremely successful head coach uh, with the 49ers for a brief period of time, four years there. In the first three, he went to uh, three conference championship games and won Super Bowl. So uh, I think teams are going to be very interested in talking to him, and I would not be surprised at all if he was coaching, uh, for example, the Raiders or the Chargers next year. Dan, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. It's Dan Graziano, NFL insider for ESPN. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you, you, Dan. Yep. Don't forget, coming up at 8 a.m., we'll be joined by Doc Walker. We'll talk more commanders with him at 8. Reminder, did you give away the Chris Stapleton tickets? I'm glad you reminded me, (laughs) JP. Because I think you were going to do that last segment, and you slept on it. I forgot. Now Mm. is the perfect time for you to call in. Tenth caller at 800 636 1067, you're going to score two tickets to Chris Stapleton's All American Road Show. That's Friday, June 7th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale right now, but you can get them for free by calling in. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. Those tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. Tenth caller right now wins. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the show. Junk Song 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, Monumental Sports Network. Doc Walker will join us coming up at 8 a.m. But we wanted to go through some of the audio clips that we have. Of Josh Harris when he did, did his guys presser watch? yesterday. Yeah, I listened a, a few times actually. Yeah, yeah me too. So I, let's let's lead off with Harris talking about adding both Bob Myers and Rick Spielman to the mix in searching for the next GM and head coach for the Washington Commanders. Bob Myers is a winner. Like who wouldn't want him uh, on your uh, team trying to help your franchise? He knows how to identify talent. He knows how to build winning franchises, winning cultures. I mean, he's obviously not a football person. He's not been around football, but he's an amazing sports executive, and I'm you know, really happy to have him helping. Uh, he'll be around uh, as an advisor to me. Uh, he's not going to be involved with X's and O's, uh, but he'll be involved through the search process and beyond you know, as it relates to uh, the Washington commanders helping us uh, build uh, – a uh, an amazing franchise, an amazing culture, and a winning culture. Uh, obviously, Rick Spielman brings a wealth of football knowledge, uh, the ins and outs of football. Uh, he did; he was executive of the year with the Vikings, you know, with many other teams, and kind of brings that knowledge of football that you need, you know, when you're interviewing uh, candidates. Uh, and so, he's going to be helping us through the search process, and we'll see after that. I don't, uh, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. He says Bob will be associated as an advisor through the hiring process and beyond. Mm-hmm. Spielman and beyond, yeah. just short term or <laughs> more short term. I'm yeah. telling you, I listened to these podcasts. I think <clears throat> on December 28th, so before the new year. I don't think he had this gig with the Commanders. It was just my sense listening to mm-hmm. this podcast. So I do think it's a short term thing. And he said he wasn't interested in being a GM again. Mm-hmm. No, I. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he's. I believe that. Yeah, I think he's yeah. part of the advisory role. Sounded like he's settled in his life with his wife and whatever he's got going on in his personal life, and that he kind of likes doing these side gigs, yeah. like a once a week podcast. He with Brian have Wilson a full-time grind. He's and made his dough. You think he yeah. wants to work made for hundred hours a week? Like he doesn't. He doesn't want that bit. Right. I mean, that's a full time grind. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, he's done that for a long time. Uh, play the third clip where he gives his. Uh, his timeline for the hiring process. I'm going to run a um, thorough but rapid process. I mean, obviously, uh, we need the next leadership here because we got a lot of work to do. 
you know, we have the draft, we have the off season, we have uh, we have you know a lot of draft capital that we need to be get prepared for. Uh, ultimately, free agency uh, combines, but on the other hand, you know, this is a really important decision, and so it's going to be a uh, rapid but thorough process. I mean, ideally, uh, you would have the head of the front office in place uh, before you ultimately select a coach, because obviously that's important. Uh, but, you know, look, again, like we're not in full control of the time frame because what we're ultimately trying to do is, is, you know, end up with the best people. And, you know, the best people generally have alternatives. He's not messing around because they're having a meeting with Chiefs assistant GM Mike Borgonzi in Miami today. 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 Yeah. It is so different than Dan Snyder. Yeah. Dan yeah. Snyder barely ever spoke. Yes. And right. he never went into detail like this. He was always weird. No, that's great. Like he would always have a weird joke or he would try to relate to people. He couldn't because he's barely human. Uh, Josh, I'm I'm trying to figure out like his voice. His voice sounds like somebody else's voice, but I can't quite mm-hmm. drill down on who it is. I mean, Josh Harris is doing high fives with commander fans in the yeah, tunnel. I mean, it's, he actually it's a totally different like, person. He seems like an approachable human being. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. Dan Snyder... You're always at arm's length. He would only like be surrounded by his yes men and cronies. But what you should feel confident about as a commander fan is it's no nonsense right now. Right. It's no nonsense. Hired those two those two guys quickly and they're gonna go out and they're already interviewing guys today. And I like the idea that he listen, he wants to have a GM in place first, a football yeah. ops guy, but he is open to like if a, say for example, a guy like Harbaugh is gonna make a quick decision. Yep. And he has to hire him before, and if that's who they want, then He'll do that, too. So he's kind of open to whatever the process, however it plays out. But he he also said, which I liked, um, that he wasn't into, like, a, a coach-centric right. deal. He- but if the guy is a superstar, then, you know, he's open to things also. But he doesn't really, in a perfect world, that's not what I mean, he wants to do. Didn't he say, like, the head coach and the GM are both 80-plus-hour-a-week games? He's right. And, like... You just don't have that sort of time to do to run both <coughs> sides of the building. Like, right. But he almost, is open if you had yeah, like if Harbaugh, the Harbaugh yeah, situation. If Harbaugh falls into his and Harbaugh, and look, those guys all lean on other people. Like right. I heard Belichick speak yesterday, and he may – everybody says he's the GM, but he says he's got a, a bunch of people. It's not like he's out there you know, with the timer at the combine. Bill Belichick is not doing what typical GM's doing. He's just – Okaying, right at the end. Yeah, there's He's got too, a whole staff. There, there's too many hours. Yeah, I mean, you can't do it. Well, yeah, his okay hasn't you can't been very okay of late. When you look at the talent or lack thereof on, on the Patriots sure. roster, for sure, it's been a problem. Well, they they, they whiffed at quarterback. I mean, yeah, they took a quarterback in the first round three years ago. Didn't yep. work out. Yep. Yeah, but Tomlin whiffed a quarterback, and they grind through it. Well, they must yeah. have better talent on the roster uh, outside of quarterback. Yeah. Or is a better coach? Better coach. Yeah, that too. Um, what I'd say about Josh Harris's voice, I don't, I don't know that I can identify it with another person. To me, he just sounds like somebody that works an extremely, like extremely long hours. Yeah, sure. He he looks tired all the time, <laughs> and we do too. But he just seems like, and I don't know, it, he seems like a grinder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like probably all those at the office late. Yeah. You don't. You, you can't become a billionaire. Multi-billions by, yeah, just, like, just falls yeah. in, in your right. lap. Unless you unless win a lottery. So we can't relate. Unless it's like family money, you just inherit it. Here's a question I have about Josh. Which he I does think, see, by the way, is like 75% of people that are Probably. Here's millions. what I, here, I, honestly, and this is a dumb thing, but it's just a side note. I just, I look at Josh and I can't ponder his wealth. 
Like, I can't even wrap my head around it. I think I saw, did you guys see pictures at some point of, like, his estate in Florida? No, like, but I'm got, sure it's dumb. I mean, it's, like, right on, it's spectacular, yeah. right? It's, like, something, like, you could, it's like a hotel. Right, like, J-Lo's like, probably lives, his neighbor. He, like, I mean, lives in a hotel. Yeah. Do you, and he, but he seems so normal and relatable. Yeah. Does he drive his own car, ever? Ever. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it's something. And, I, and that's yes. simply based on his brother who I met who came Unlike Snyder. to the so event. So you think he drives but, himself places. But don't get me wrong. Places. He li- yes. he, I he, actually don't think he, he does. He likes the perks of having a driver. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's driven. got a plane. I'm sure so he's got- so to have a driver. Oh, he'd be the best. <laughs> he's fantastic. I, w- I would love to have a driver. I have no affinity for driving. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do now, but. My son has a learner's permit, <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay attention. No, no, you want a real driver? Yes. You want a professional? You want a driver. Ronnie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a Ronnie. <laughs> a Ronnie Mon. I need a Ronnie. Yeah. You need one of those. Sturm's driver. Very yeah, nice. Used to be. I think he's in Vegas now. Uh, let's, let's play clip number nine. This is Harris talking about whether this is a, a rebuild or a quick fix for the Commanders. Yeah, listen, um, this was not a fun season for the ownership group. I mean, we're, we're right there with the fans in terms of uh, sweating every loss. Uh, and so, I mean, obviously, if we could write the script, it would be a quick turnaround. But on the other hand, um, you have to make long-term decisions uh, and do things in a very, you know, one person at a time, one athlete at a time. And so sometimes they take longer, right? So I think what my, my view is that we want it to be as quick as we can, but the ultimate goal, right, is to be an elite team that's competing for championships. And so um, when you do, I find that when you do things quickly, uh, you, you know, sometimes, you know, you set yourself back. And so the, my orientation is to do, make the right decisions and uh, let the time frame, you know, take its own course. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I want a winning franchise quickly. But on the other hand, I, you know, for me, it's about making the right decisions. Was he in charge mm-hmm. in Philly from Trust the Process the whole time? Mm-hmm. So he was yeah. there at the very beginning. And I remember when it was interminable. It was like five years, six years. I think it yeah. took five or six years for him I mean, to turn around. Long, sure. long well, Because they, they whiffed on some of the guys. They drafted like Nerlens Noel no, with no. the second pick, I, I get, think. That's what my whole premise is. Yeah. This yeah. is not an easy yeah. thing to do. Yeah. By the way, in that clip, exact word for word quote, sweating every loss. Is he a gambler, Jason? Is he one of us? <laughs> no, <laughs> Probably doesn't. I, mean, he's I got don't think bil- so. He's got billions. Like, I don't well, think well, so. Why would he gamble? His but money? I, I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> I think like owning franchises is a big enough gamble. That is quite a gamble. A six billion dollar investment. <laughs> Again, right. I couldn't imagine Dan Snyder going into the detail on decision making. You got to no, just get Dan don't. out of your brain. Dan was a weird He was a different he, he person. Was, yeah, yeah, just a freak. But, it's, but you're right, it's, it's refreshing. Different. It's I think different. it's refreshing to hear the owner yeah, talk about his shocked. process. I mean, Ted talks. Uh, Look, Dan probably Jerry said Jones th- just not time. used to it. Dan probably said those things to his dum-dums that worked for him <laughs> right. in the office, but he just never he heard wasn't it in approachable the in the media. Yeah. But Dan again, I really think Dan is a, a weirdo unicorn one-off yeah. like just Get him out. He's out. He's dead. <laughs> that, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to think about him ever again. Yeah. I mean, that era is over. All right. Let's uh, switch over to some of the on, e- but, exit interviews. But I would re- agree with you that now that he's actually out there saying, all right, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Need to hire these people. Good mm-hmm. decisions. We have all this stuff we have to get ready for. Yeah. Pr- draft, combine, free agency. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Well, he also just, and listen, again, 
I, I, I don't love this process. This is going to be torturous, I think, but hopefully it works out and it works out fairly quickly. He does ha- sound like a guy who's built things, you know, who's been through this process. Like he knows if you hire too quickly, you F up. Yeah. You got to be uh, amenable to if somebody's got extraordinary talent, you got to be open. You know, in other words, he sounds he's more got experience. Like, he's been through these kinds of processes yeah. in various businesses. Like he just oozes. I've been through all this. Right. That you, sounds you, exactly. I'm telling you, I, I, I brought this up a few times. Jason, the company. Jason worked for his brother mm-hmm. thirty years ago. Gabe, and Gabe came to the event that we did at the bullpen when they announced the ownership shifting. When when Harris took over as the owner and he bought everybody a beer at the bullpen, everybody was happy. And the one thing that I remember him saying was very similar to what EB said. He said, "We've done this before." Right. He kept saying that over and over. He said, "But I." If I recall, he said something like, you know, it, it's going to take some time, but we've done this before. Like Dan was like a pretend new money rich guy, kind of luck boxed his way in a company or two, mm-hmm. some marketing scams. This guy's been there, right. done that with a lot of different. Now, he has won championships, but he's built businesses. And he's also. He's just, just in the ownership totally group. Different. I mean, Magic gets a lot of the spotlight, but like. He's got guys like Mark Ein. It seems like Mark Ein's the stadium guy from what he was saying yesterday in That's the presser point, yesterday. Because he was asked, and I'm sure we're going to play it, about the, the name change. And, mm-hmm. and he's, they, they got a lot of things they're tackling. That is on the back burner. I was thinking about Magic yesterday. I mean, obviously, everyone loves Magic. Um, he Since he's been associated with the Dodgers, they have won. Uh, they won the World Series during the COVID, COVID year. year. It was COVID. And he, gets cre- he was part of that ownership group, right? Yes, he gets credit. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I don't know. So he's what. got NBA rings and now MLB rings. It's pretty good. It's pretty solid. You're putting him in that Joe Gibbs category. Hey, I'm a big time name change flag waver. I want to hear. I want to hear what Harris says about the brand and the name. That's uh, clip ten. Yeah, as you can see, we're a little busy. Uh, <clears throat> um, you know, in addition to uh, basically uh, picking uh, a new head of the front office, a new coach. Uh, I see uh, Mark in the front uh, there. Uh, we're busy at work, um, working on uh, the, the next improvements to our stadium uh, in terms of uh, fan experience, in terms of premium areas, and fixing a lot of different things and investing in the stadium. We're going to be rolling out a big investment program uh, in the next few weeks, and that, there's an enormous amount of detail uh, that the business staff and you know some of the ownership group are working on. And then we've got, obviously, uh, our new home and thinking about that. And so um, the, right now our focus today is on sports first and foremost and then these other things. And so, uh, you know, th- those are our focuses right now. Back burner. Okay, back burner. If it's still I'm in still, play. still confident it's going to happen. It's not going to happen uh, this week or this month, probably this year, but it will happen. You really want that name change to happen? Well, okay, we can't. Does anybody love Commanders? Does Got used to it. Like Commanders? No, it sucks. But yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I actually don't want to go through the hell of it. Because <laughs> the next name you might not like either. Exactly. Well, you'll like it better than Commanders. I personally, I give my not if they stamp not approval. They did, not if they do monuments. Oh, I kind of like monuments. <laughs> oh, I'm like the only guy. I'm in. Uh, Doc Walker's going to join us coming up at eight. We'll talk more. Commander slash monuments with him. Bank local, cheer local in business every day. Yes, every day is game day. Business is always moving up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. 
Main Street Bank is a business-focused community bank proudly serving the DMV since 2004. Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank, member FDIC, equal housing opportunity. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Lender. So yesterday after the show, CK, our boss, gave me his hallway pitch for how to quickly rebuild the commanders. And I'll, I'll be honest, I kind of fell for it. It kind of appeals to me. One, because I've always been a Kirk guy. Been a Kirk mm-hmm. guy, Kirk Cousins guy, going way back. We share the same birthday. Mm-hmm. I was got to figure out he wore the, kid, the Casey Royals hat because he loves him some Kirk Cousins and it has his initials on it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're connected. My Meg was doing that bit last night, saying she was rooting for Michigan because it's and, and for Megan. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. well, that's convenient. Um, so that's why I'm the, a big Jordan Poole fan. In right. the hallway, CK, CK pitches me on. Don't use the number two pick on a quarterback. Instead. Sign Kirk Cousins coming off of you know his Achilles injury. <laughs> Sign him to a free agent deal. Hold the number two pick and pick Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he's going to turn 36. 36. Same age as Russell Wilson. So right. getting up there. Sign Kirky. Is, yeah. I add, like it. Add Marvin Harrison Jr. to the mix. Yeah. I like it, except so you figure, I think if he could stay healthy, now this is a big thing, and he doesn't need to run around. So I think his Achilles will be okay. Right. I don't know if he'll be ready week one, but mm-hmm. he's got at least three years left in him. Yeah. I would, I would but think. when are you ever going to pick number two again? Right. That's a very good point. You might not ever get this opportunity again. You would hope. You, you would hope so. It didn't happen that long ago. Every 10 years Wouldn't that be get... funny if they actually went out and got him again? Oh, I would love it. It would no, be fantastic. What a story. Because it would put so many Commanders fans on tilt. They couldn't wait to get rid of Kirk Cousins yeah. when he was here. Oh, they'd be so bitter. I don't think so. Some of them would be. I think people would be better because they want a young quarterback or whatever. But if you could promise the fan base that you get Marvin Harrison Jr. and you get Kirk. Right. And then you don't, you know, you're not trading away other assets <laughs> and then you build from there. <clears throat> Kirk's obviously going to be able to deal with like a, a, a mediocre offensive line better than a rookie. Yeah. yeah. You know, Ben Standig went on with the guys yesterday. Because, again, I was listening a lot, just trying to absorb the information. It was just coming in yesterday. It was a hot day. And 
Standing throughout there, the idea that I loved, that you will all hate, mm-hmm. to a man. You will hate, you will hate, you will we'll hate. hate Valdez will hate, Drab will hate, Mike Marr will hate. Mm-hmm. And take out take out who he's starting at quarterback. All right. He likes drafting a quarterback at two. Okay. Now, he just substituted and said, let's start Sam Howe. But be Joe Kobe Brissett. It could be Colt McCoy. It doesn't matter. Right. But Let him his sit. idea is that quarterbacks hit more frequently when they sit a year or they sit half a year than guys that are just thrown to the wolves week one. I actually I actually agree with them a thousand percent. I actually I, don't I, hate it. I don't hate this it. This is not a one year re- in my opinion, it's not a one year the, right. the commanders are in the playoffs in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five next year. I just don't see that. I think it's a multiple rebuild. The wolves. Yeah, 25, 30 years ago, you say, all right, that's the play. But they just, I, I, don't, I don't hate it either, but they just don't, don't do, they won't do it. Understood. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't. No, you're of course. But uh, they like, wouldn't. But, like, look in Green Bay, like Aaron Rodgers sat for a few years. Yeah. You know, Jordan Love sat for a few years, and he, you know, boom. Yeah. Um, Conversely, C.J. Stroud has thrived all season There are guys that can. There are guys that can. I think um, it depends on the player. But see, if you think that that guy that you're drafting is just better automatically mm-hmm. than what you have, if whether it's Brissett or Hal or whoever, then I would start the better guy. I understand that. The, okay, it's, it's but nice I also to, think there's something to be said for just kind of learning by. I, I believe in learning by watching, absorbing, yeah. you know, whatever. Then there's the whole contract thing you got to think about. But they don't pay these guys that much anymore, right? There's I know, but you're losing. More. But you're losing a year, and then in you three do. years, you lose a little control. I mean, I, I don't hate the idea. I just know that it would never happen. Well, it's happened in other instances. I don't think it'll happen here because we don't have an established guy. Um, but anyway, right, right. nevertheless. Um, I don't know. I yeah, like, I mean, like if Cousins was your starter and he was on the right, the, but and then you draft the downside Penix of his career. The, the, now, did Penix play himself out of the first round? I doubt it, but maybe. Who knows? Let's say Penix. He, he let's good. say Penix played himself out of the first round last night. Then you draft. You sign Kirk. You uh, you draft Marvin Harrison. You draft Pe- Penix in the second round, and then you groom him for. Two, three I would, years I don't from know. I would one loved. bad performance is going to knock him out of the first round with all the quarterback there, starved teams. I'm just dreaming. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Just let me dream. There's so <laughs> many teams that are just desperate for quarterbacks. I know. I doubt it, too. I doubt it, too. I think some of the fan base would be pro Kirk Cousins, but a lot would be reticent with the reputation, and it's mostly true, that he hasn't succeeded in the playoffs. Right. But John Elway didn't succeed till his last two years, really. Right. I think most he got fans. to the Super Bowl over and over again. Kirk's what won one playoff game, two. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kirk is incapable of winning playoff games. I just think it's maybe kind two, of fluky. maybe two. I, I just think that most. I think the fan most base actually would fans, not like it. Right, most commander, I think the fan the fans would not. I like agree. It. I would agree. They want to, if they're going to draft two, they want to get a silly young guy and build from there. Let's hear actually, the Kirk is one in four in the playoffs. He's one in four. Let's hear uh, Kirk talking about the possibility of taking a hometown discount in Minnesota. Publicly, at least externally, and I'm curious what your take has been historically on that, and if it's something you would embrace. Yeah, another really good question, Kevin, um, <laughs> and one I've thought about pretty much my whole 12 years is is that question. Uh, I do think it's important uh, to to uh, be aware of. Uh, I think that God has blessed me financially beyond my wildest dreams. So at this stage in my career, uh, the dollars are really not what it's about. 
I had a coach who uh, I was with who was a younger coach at the time. This was back eight, nine years ago, and uh, I was before my first franchise tag. And we were talking about the situation, and he made a great comment. And uh, he said, Kirk, it's, it's not about the dollars, but it is about what the dollars represent. And I thought that was an interesting comment that he made. So there will always be some of that, but uh, to Dave's point, structure is probably more important. Hmm. I just assumed. Where was he doing that interview? Don't know. I've just I just assumed that he was going to move on, like, and not necessarily because he wants to, but because Minnesota had decided. I don't know why I mean, if, I, that was under that impression. But based on this season, I think that I mean, Minnesota, the last couple seasons, they have drafted guys, and they've tried to position themselves to move on from Kirk Cousins, but they just can't because the guys that they've drafted they aren't good enough. You know what? They can't quit. Kirk Cousins. They had Kellen Mond. He wow. wasn't good enough. He was terrible. Uh, Hall started a game this year. Awful. That's why Nick Mullins came in. Yeah, like, Mullins came in in the end. The door there. By the way, Mullins put up some numbers. They, they had him throwing the ball a ton. But Jefferson, but their star receiver, Jefferson, likes Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And well, is O'Connell really complimentary. Like him? I feel like O'Connell I would think him. so. Yeah. They have a, he's, it, 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 you know what it's like with Kirk Cousins? It's kind of like before Gary won the national championship for Maryland, mm. and they were making the Sweet 16 over and over again. We mocked and, them all. Yeah, we were like, it's just not – you wanted more. And Kirk, it's like almost there, but it's not quite, but it's really good. But it's – I think they kind of want more. is clearly good enough to win a championship if the right – you know, you got to have yes. the right pieces. I mean, look at the Vikings and how close they were, even with the Kirk Cousins injury. They, now they fell apart the last month, but well, they were starting three they, different quarterbacks. If they don't have cousins, they they don't have anything. I mean, they got to go out and get something. Yeah, I mean, the, the Vikings may have had dalliances. They may have thought, you know what, we're ready for life after Kirk. But I think starting those guys, Dobbs, Mullins, Hall, makes him realize if Kirk's healthy, he's our best option to try to win double digit games and yeah. make the playoff. I think Mullins played is, in five but, games. Yeah. All right, I think he started three or four of them. Three eight interceptions. He had yeah. seven touchdowns, right. but eight interceptions. Yeah, hard job, man. It, it is, but that's what I'm saying. They gotta either decide Cousins is the guy. We're just a one player short of making the playoffs at quarterback, or they're drafting eleven. Do they just take a shot in the draft again? I mean, but they are, can't come back next year with anybody else on the roster. Am I, am no. I the only one that was kind of left with the impression? that they wanted as an organization to move on from him? No, I agree with you. I thought that was just kind I just of like don't common know that knowledge. They, I just don't know that they have the ability because they don't have a, another option right now. If I was them, I would Unless do you it. Believe in if Aaron I was them, Hall. I'd resign him. Right, right but, they could, but have, they could have signed him to an extension before the season started. Right, because I think that there's this sense that they want to move on. Not, well, to me, it's kind of crazy. They were furious at the Giants playoff game last year when fourth and eight game on the line and Kirk throws yeah. like check down pass <laughs> right. that's, yeah. for that's two, not great. two yards or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. It was atrocious. Yeah. That was bad. Big moments. He, you know, they yeah, made just I, a I, reputation. I still think, okay, so he's making bad plays. I still think he can if I'm the Vikings GM and I want to keep my job, I'm going to go to Kirk and say, here's a three year deal for a hundred million. Let's go. Let's run it back. Yeah. Takes you up to about year, uh, your 40 year old age. 
season. I don't think he can win a championship, but he can make the playoffs with those guys. I'm doing whatever I can with to, that team. To, you to actually think start... he's not capable? He'll choke. I don't think he can. I actually I mean, going through the playoffs against all those good teams. That's a that's a big ask. But that's and, what you said he, about Matthew Stafford before. That's he true. Won it. Right. That's true. And Stafford did it. Wait, don't too forget. many guys have done it. Then I don't think I, I don't think Cousins is, is a Super Bowl it. winner. Yeah, Foles. I mean, Flacco, God bless him. I mean, there's so many guys. What's Nick Foles' his nickname, Cakes? Oh, uh, I don't think I can say it on the air. Well, Flacco. Right, Flacco doesn't Nick put up Foles. numbers yeah. like Cousins, but Flacco's yeah. far and away a better postseason quarterback. Not even close. Yeah, He's had that postseason success, yeah. but I don't think that that means Kirk can't do it. I well, really think he can. Coming up later in the show, just about an hour from now, Jonathan Allen from the Commanders will join us. Next, we'll talk to Doc Walker, host of the Burgundy Gold postgame show here on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.